Happy 2023, everyone, and welcome to the Phoenix Cast. Hope you are all feeling energized and ready for the spring semester. We're looking forward to seeing everyone's lovely faces. I'm your host today, Rachel Reed Maloney, and we have a really exciting announcement to share with you all. We recently hired a full-time survivor advocate to help us continue to provide holistic support for survivors on Auraria campus. So welcome, Janae, to the Phoenix Center. We're really happy to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. So. Um, and listeners, um, similar to other podcasts we've had where we're introducing new folks, I'm going to be asking Janae some questions about themselves so that you all can also get to know them better. And Janae, if I seem a little nervous, it's because our violence prevention educator, Caroline, is normally the one who does these podcast episodes. So if there's a very high bar for me to meet, Caroline's great. Um, so, you know, I want to make sure to do a good job of represent for her. And I don't want to disappoint our listeners as well. I think you're going to do great today, Rachel. I'm excited. I appreciate <laughs> the confidence. You're wonderful. <laughs> so with that, let's get started. Danae, can you share a little bit more about yourself, your educational background, career background? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm actually kind of like an Auraria campus education lifer. I came to school in 2015 to do my uh, bachelor's degree. Ended up finishing in spring of 2020. So, you know. Oh, good. Pandemic yeah. times. <laughs> um, my bachelor's degree is in human services with a concentration in mental health counseling. I got that at MSU Denver and then decided to continue my education here because I love Rary campus. Um, <laughs> so I'm working on my master's of social work at MSU Denver right now, too. Awesome. What have you been enjoying about getting your master's degree so far? I'm sure there are folks on here who are interested in doing that and maybe with MSU Denver has curiosities about what you like about the program? Yeah, I would say mostly just getting to know like your cohort and really engaging mm-hmm. with that piece has been really great. Um, I know Metro has some really cool programming that they're working on yeah. in the background for the social work program. And there's just some cool stuff happening over there. Yeah. And a lot of support for non-traditional students, which is something awesome. I really appreciated. So Definitely. And rumor has it that you are not really new to the Phoenix Center, that you have interned here in the past. Are you comfortable talking more with us about that? Yeah, absolutely. So part of my journey while being on Auraria campus has included like holding a lot of student positions, internships, um, professional positions now yeah. <laughs> um, on this campus. So that has included doing violence prevention education as an intern um, for my undergrad. And then I actually moved into an advocacy internship after. So mm-hmm. I kind of maxed out all my options here at the Phoenix Center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then I also have done some other stuff on campus that's more like events planning, administration, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the less fun stuff, I feel. (laughs) (laughs) Not as exciting. Exactly. (laughs) Well, yeah, so you've been here before. What made you want to come back to the Phoenix Center as a professional staff? Good question. So I think the best part of being here at the Phoenix Center is the team and the environment. Yeah. Um, It's very community focused. It's very caring and genuine instead of like fake. Mm-hmm. I hear that. Um, that's something I've really appreciated is like when someone asks you how you're doing, they actually care. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I know sometimes that's hard to find in like an office setting. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
on top of that, my approach to client work is very anti-oppression focused, very strengths-based focused. Mm-hmm. And the Phoenix Center is just something that really aligns with that ideology. Yeah. So sure. it makes it easier to do my job. Definitely. <laughs> and it's funny, I pretend like I don't know you've been here before. Janae and I actually interned together during that advocacy piece. So yes, all those things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also similar reasons why I wanted to come back. So I resonate with all of that. And you kind of mentioned it already, but, you know, you're in this position as a survivor advocate. You're going to be supporting students, faculty, and staff members on our campus who are survivors mm-hmm. of interpersonal violence. So as you're starting in this work, starting this new semester, what does approaching being a survivor advocate mean to you, specifically with our area campus? Yeah, it's a good question. So, you know, we have a very unique campus, of course, three institutions with mm-hmm. three different populations, right? Yeah. Um, so. Just being able to kind of navigate all of those unique pieces. I know we discussed a little bit in interviews um, some of those questions, Mm -hmm. right? Like things like, um, you know, some of the folks we see are going to be folks who have never been outside of their parents' home, right? And this is totally new for them. And some of the folks that we see are folks with families who have things going on. So just that range is something that I'm excited to work with. And then to me, being a survivor advocate really just means empowering others to navigate their journeys with IPV Mm -hmm. in the ways that are beneficial to them. I'm a big believer in the like, you're the expert in your own life. Yes, exactly. Um, so really my role is to provide a buffet of options. Mm, I love that. <laughs> yeah, the buffet of options. <laughs> and then you tell me what works, Definitely. right? Um, you let me know what's going to work for your life. And I'm here to provide guidance and answer questions. But um, at the end of the day, my role is to be the support that gets you where you need to go based on what you need. That's awesome. Yeah, and that is so important when working with survivors. It's like us not telling them what to do, but like, hey, what are you looking for? These are some options. How do you want to navigate it? Because I know there are a lot of folks who are like, I just want to tell this person I love what to do or they're doing this and that they shouldn't be doing that. And I think it'd be hard to be like, no, they have to make that decision for themselves, even if it doesn't appear to be the best decision. So it's awesome you're coming in with that perspective. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think especially in interpersonal violence, which should be where we're coming from, right? Otherwise, we're scaring people off and they're not getting the help that they need. Definitely. Yeah. And what are you excited about learning now that you're like a professional staff uh, survivor advocate here? Because I know internship versus professional is very different, something I've had to also navigate and learn. Um, But yeah, so what are you learning about in this new role that you have here? Yeah, I think that's a great question, too. So my past role um, that I just came from is more like higher education administration focus. Okay. yeah. So a lot more. Um, I guess closer to a corporate job than <laughs> anything else I've ever worked. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially, I'm just excited to kind of jump back into a career that aligns a little bit more with my goals. I think I want to do clinical work going forward. Um, you know, I'm a social work student, and that's such a a broad oh my gosh yeah <laughs> career field that it's hard to narrow it down. I think valid. Um, but I'm really just excited to jump back into that kind of work and then create change while working in systems. I think like a lot of folks, including myself, who go into um, fields where it's like, I want to make a difference. Mm-hmm. I want to do something. We learn a lot about how to do that from an outside perspective, but not yeah. necessarily how do we navigate these systems in a way that like I can make change that is actually beneficial to underserved populations. Exactly. Right. I hear that. Yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to some of that good trouble, Mm, for lack of a better term. 
Yes. <laughs> um, and then I think the last few years have also just been like a, a good reminder about how challenging social issues are in this country. For sure. Um, and it's hard not to get kind of bogged down by that a lot of the time and feel like you can't make any kind of difference mm-hmm. yeah. um, as one person. So I'm really looking forward to finding ways to do that yeah. while being within a system. Awesome. Um, and then a little more personal. What do you enjoy doing in your free time? So I am a nerd. <laughs> I'm a big nerd. So we'll start there. My partner and I love building Legos together. Oh, my gosh. My family loves Legos. My brother and my mom do them all the time. Really? <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> well, I like we use it as like a communication exercise for our relationship. Oh, yeah. Highly recommend if you're looking for healthy communication exercises. So, like, he'll build it, and I'll read the book, and then we'll switch each step. That is so cool. It's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> so we spend a lot of time doing that, but I'm also a big lover of live music. Mm-hmm. So love a live show. I am a huge early 2000s emo pop punk person. <laughs> yeah. So Fall Out Boy, Paramore, My Chemical Romance, that kind awesome. of vibe. But I love a small venue and a local show. So what would you say your favorite live concert has been? I would say there's a specific band that I've seen 14 times. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I want to know who it is. And it's Coheed and Cambria. Okay. And they're wonderful. They put on such a great show. And, you know, even though I've seen them so many times, that set list changes up every time. So yeah. it's like you get a little bit of new stuff. That's and I fun. like that. So. That's awesome. And then, you know. I like to play video games. We were just talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> I like to play the cozier side of the games. So Animal Crossing, Farm Sims, like. Stuff that makes you forget about what's happening in the real world. Valid. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And then do you have any fur babies? We have an office full of fur babies, of little pets that we brag about all the time. Do you have any you would like to share with our listeners? Totally. I have fur babies and scaly babies. Oh, so. I've heard that. (laughs) So I have a very talkative orange cat. His name is Trouble. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a chubby little boy. Love him to death. He's so cute. Um, and then I also have a bearded dragon who, um, her name is Wurt. Um, and she is a lot of energy. <laughs> and then I have a veiled chameleon and his name is Pascal, like Tangled. Oh gosh, that's so cute. He's kind of a jerk, but you know what? That's okay. That's okay. I'm grumpy yeah. too, so I get it. Oh, <laughs> what do they like to do? Like their favorite activities or favorite snacks? I would say for my cat, his favorite activity is screaming at the foot of the bed. <laughs> That's his favorite thing. The Olympic sport for cats. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> They're like, how loud can I be right now? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I would say for my bearded dragon, she's kind of like, anything goes. Like, she tries to eat the cat. She thinks she can do it. She can't. That's hilarious. <laughs> Where does she start at the cat to try to eat it? She'll, like get right in front of him and like puff herself up all big and she's like you know what i'm gonna get you and then she'll run after him and he's like no i don't like that please go away that is so funny i love the confidence absolutely i'm like i wish i had that you know (laughs) and then yeah the chameleon he just kind of hangs out he doesn't do much so i love worrying about people's pets they're just like children i feel like you learn a lot about someone by learning about their pets that is so true you mentioned that you're a graduate student, you're working full time. Mm-hmm. How do you balance being a student along with being an employee and a human? <laughs> <laughs> That's the question of the century. Um, 
So I've kind of worked full time in some capacity throughout my entire academic career. So mm-hmm. in undergrad all the way till now, whether that's been a full time position or a variety of part time positions that make up full time hours. Yes. <laughs> but and being organized is really my biggest thing. So I like to take time in the morning and do like a little gratitude journaling and a little like to do. Mm-hmm. You know, take a look at what my day looks like. And then during the semesters, I try to keep like a month planner. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yes. Amazing. See those assignments. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not a surprise. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just staying really organized, trying to keep track of all that stuff. But it, it is a challenge sometimes. So, yeah. Commend anyone who is doing that. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I have so much respect for it. I couldn't do that in grad school. Mm-hmm. So whenever I hear people are especially in grad school working full time or even part time, I'm like, wow, like props clapping all the hands. What do you need? How can I be supportive to you? Absolutely. It's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, in grad school, it's a job within itself. You it know? really is. Yeah. You don't realize how taxing it is until you're there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get warned. But for me, I was like, eh, it's just a warning, right? That's fine. <laughs> That's what they said about undergrad, but no, they were right. So. Yeah. I remember when I started graduate school, I cried the second day in. Yep. Like, oh, my God, there's so much to do. And I'm already behind on stuff. <laughs> Are you even in grad school if you're not crying the first month? <laughs> if you're not crying, something's up. Yeah, literally. You're, I guess, kudos to you because you're the most on top of it in that Right. Case. You're the most, like, stable person. You're good. Maybe. I don't know. But <laughs> crying or not, y'all got this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Are you a dessert person, first of all? Oh, and if yeah. you are, what type of desserts do you like? I am a big lover of cheesecake. Ooh. Mm-hmm. All types of cheesecake, but I really like white chocolate raspberry cheesecake specifically. It's so good. That's a good one. Every year, my mom, um, like for my birthday, she'll make a different kind of cheesecake. Oh, fun. It's really fun. And she comes up with some cool flavors and stuff. So it's been like a favorite of hers that she's made. So she's done the white chocolate raspberry for me before. And eventually I kept asking for it. So she's like, can we do something else? Um, and this year she did like a peach cinnamon kind of situation. And it was so That good. sounds amazing. Yes. That sounds so good. I mean, like peaches and that sounds good. I'll have to bring it in and share, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we love desserts in this office. So anytime people have desserts. Spring of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the sweets. Yeah. And then this is a question that was asked of me that that was funny, and I was curious to see what you had to say. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a very polarizing question. I didn't realize until I was asked it. Mm-hmm. Have you seen The Nightmare Before Christmas? Oh, yes, of course. All right. So is that movie a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? Both. No, my partner and I watch it. On Halloween and on Christmas. I love that. Yes. That's what I was saying. I was like, that's a both movie. You know, it's a Halloween and Christmas. It's just them combined. It's like a 90 minute film. Literally. The first 45 is Halloween. The second 45 (laughs) is Christmas, right? (laughs) I love that answer. I was excited about that one. I'm so glad to hear I have another person who does the same thing. (laughs) Same thought. Yes. Great minds think alike, everyone. And that was all the questions I had for you today. But is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners about yourself? I don't think I have anything too big. I'm a big Star Wars fan, too. I know that's common in this office. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I'm a big Star Wars fan, too. So just a little bit, a little bit more about me. And I guess a random one I just thought of since you mentioned that. Like, Mm -hmm. if someone were to walk into your office, what type of stuff would they see? Like, what would be the vibe they would get about Janaeus? Ooh, I like that question. (laughs) Um, I liked what Harriet 
has told me in the past, which mm-hmm. is I'm approachably alternative. Oh my, I love uh, this character. <laughs> um, so you'll see a lot of, um, I have a lot of little Star Wars things in my office. <laughs> um, and I have quite a few different art pieces. My mom is an artist. So some of the awesome. art in my office, my mom made. Um, and then I also just have some like little band Funko pops and like fun <laughs> stuff like that. So, um, I also have candy. So yes, <laughs> candy is very encouraged in this office as well. Love candy, the desserts, <laughs> all the comfort foods, chocolates needed. Yes. You know? So <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Janae, for taking some time out of your first week of working here to chat with me about who you are and introduce yourself to our listeners. Of course. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm really excited to be here and I'm excited to meet all of you as the semester goes along. So awesome. All right. So thank you listeners for taking some time out of your schedule to learn more about our new survivor advocate, Janae. I hope y'all get to get to know her on a more personal level and that you are looking forward to hearing from her in the future. If something you heard today reminded you about a personal experience you have had with interpersonal violence or a loved one's experience with interpersonal violence, please contact our 24-7 helpline number at 303-556-2255. The Phoenix Center is here to support you as you process your or your loved one's experiences with interpersonal violence. If you aren't already following the Phoenix Center on Instagram, you can follow us at Phoenix Center. We currently have our Creep Your Cute social media campaign going on for Stocking Awareness Month this January, and it's been really great to see all the engagement from folks. I've been hearing that people are really enjoying doing that on social media, so if you're not following us already, check us out there and keep an eye on our Instagram story for the different scenarios we're going to be having this month. My name is Rachel Reed Maloney, and thank you for listening. I look forward to learning with you next time.